Morning BHA. It is a podcast about barbershop recorded today. Richard Reeve in Queensland and there's Ashdown in Perth. Two Australians talking about the greatest hobby on earth. Oh boy, it's swell to say. Good morning BHA. Well, here we are. Hello everyone. In a room. This is a special episode uh, because... Uh, uh, of Good Morning BHA, a uh, podcast where we discuss all things barbershop in Australia. My name is Richard Reeve, co-host with the attractive Ash Schofield. Thank you. To my right, you can see him sitting to my right. <laughs> we have a very special guest today, the Daniel Beckett is with us today. Welcome the, the Daniel. Da- the welcome, Daniel. Welcome the Daniel. The Daniel, thank you. I'm <laughs> officially on record, I'm the Daniel. You are the Daniel, you yeah. have been anointed. Um, the Daniel is, uh, has many hats and is a, uh, a leading light in barbershop in Australia and around the world. Daniel is a multiple BHA quartet champion um, as, and, and additional medals. Uh, he is um, current uh, BHA council member, vice president marketing. Um, has been, uh, he's not a has been, ha- he, he has been... Um, uh, Vice President of Music of National Champion Chorus Sound Connection. Correct. Hello, everyone. I'm just <laughs> I'm just saying on the podcast. Hello to the Facebook live. Live. So there yeah, you go. That's good. So um, welcome to Dan. Thank you. Thanks for inviting me. It's our pleasure, mate. So <clears throat> great to uh, great to get your uh, your voice on the pod, the Dan's voice the on Dan, the podcast. The Dan, voice of the Dan. Um, so this will be um, uh, kind of two parts, I think. One part sort of being your story, um, and then I thought we'd spend a sort of the second half chatting about really your role on council, and because uh, it's you know very important mm. uh, marketing-wise. So, um, so uh, we one of the reasons that I was so keen to have you on the pod, have the Dan on the podcast, is because um, we had John Newell on previously, of course, and um, he lied about most of the things he said. And um, we needed to, to, so you can um, well, you can you can correct the I record. I can come and clear things up. You can clear things up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Um, so, um, and one of the great things about having you so close to uh, John's interview is because, of course, uh, you, along with the Newell, uh, were um, members of uh, not only Close Shave in Taz Vegas, but also mm. um, uh, two-time national champion quartet. Uh, Southern Cross, so um, that'll all tie in nicely. So yeah. over to you, mate. Tell us, tell us your beginnings in barbershop and and your musical um, history before that, and then um, and then was Close Shave okay. your first quartet? Uh, yeah. Well, yes and no. Right. It's an inter- a slightly interesting story in that. I guess if we want to go back a little further, even than my barbershop history, yep. I've got I've come from quite a musical family. Mm-hmm. I've got. Uh, two brothers and a so sister. So what happened to you? Well, <laughs> it skips a generation. Is that, <laughs> is that how it works? <laughs> um, but yeah, so my 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 father was um, a trumpet player. Um, my mum used to sing and dance growing up. Growing up, so we all had were instilled with a love of music from mm. a very young age. Mm. So we all four of the the Beckett siblings would get um, would uh, would go to piano lessons once a week cool. and and sort of. Um, put in you know as much as little practice as we could like we all did as yeah, we all did yeah. back at that age what sort um, of music did your parents play around home um on the record, on on the record, record machine oh look i remember on the wireless 
There was a lot of Beatles growing up. Nice, um, nice. So we listened to a lot of that. They were big fans. I, I do recall Boney M used to get a Great a, band. Yeah. Boney M is fantastic. Yeah. Um, a lot of that sort of stuff. Um, again, sort of growing up, though, with the, the with the piano, it was a lot of classical sort of music. Although mm -hmm. we didn't really mm -hmm. listen to much classical music at the time. Sarah, can you turn that noise off over there, please? Trying. Goodness me. We're trying, trying to do a professional podcast here. You can't get good help. Turn off the wireless. <laughs> Daniel, as you were saying. Anyway, <laughs> the um, so yeah, so I had a bit of a musical history. I, I started playing piano um, when I was quite young. Um, then from high school, I was uh, quite into playing brass instruments. I actually started playing tuba. Played that for a long time. Uh, play that all through high school. Some people think the euphonium's a tuba, but it's not uh, a tuba. It's not a tuba. <laughs> it's not a tuba. Um, and never really showed much interest in singing at all until I hit sort of grade eleven, I think, and I realised that there were that there would be girls in the choir. Mm. Oh, good so that was yeah. Mm. Never had that. No. Mm -hmm. That was it. Didn't realise that. So um, so that's what Never got me into, into singing, and from that point is where uh, sort of where the Tim Begby from Close Shave sort of put the feelers out because they were looking for a new a new tenor. Yep. So um, so what happened then was we had my choir uh, director, I guess, um, was in touch with Tim, and Tim said we need someone who sings within a certain voice voice range. Yep. So we arranged for me to get driven down to a Close Shave rehearsal because I would have only been we were at school 16, 17 yeah, right. maybe at the time. Um, so I got driven down to a rehearsal, um, I thought that went pretty well, so mm -hmm. I sat at home waiting for a call and mm -hmm. got a call later saying, sorry, we've gone with someone else. Oh. So that was... Little did they my, know my first My first disappointment... <laughs> we've all had the, the We've all had the call. Yeah, but... Um, Thanks for your efforts, we've gone with someone else. So, so this, was, this, and this was back in... Oh, I was re I'll just refer to I my notes refer to my here. notes, oh, this is back in 91. Yeah, I love it. So, um, obviously, I've been around... As far as Australia goes, um, uh, AMS had been around for six years. Um, barbershop in its, it was a bit of in its infancy at the time. Unlike a certain previous guest who wildly claimed that uh, AMS had been formed in 1983. Yeah, yeah we were not going to name So, and also back then there was not the little, I mean, the internet was not really. It was a thing, but it wasn't. Hadn't, it wasn't mainstream thing. until after yeah, the second half of the nineties. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So just even finding good resources and recordings for barbershop was yeah. harder to do, especially because yeah. Tasmania again is detached, literally very from much the rest so, of the country. Very much so. <laughs> so hang on a minute. So, uh, um, so when did you start singing with Close Show? Um, so that was, uh, the audition was in ninety one. Mm -hmm. um, they they went with another option. I actually found a couple of mates at school and started seeing some seeing with them again because we weren't didn't have access to the resources of like the society of back course, then. Of course, of course. So I literally walked into an Allen store and said, "Do you have any barbershop yeah. sheet music?" And I the, said, the, "What are you talking about?" Yeah, <laughs> the, the internet has revolutionised yeah. accessibility to mm. resources, um, both musical resources and, and and marketing resources, which we'll chat about a bit later. <clears throat> and so, tell us about the um, what did you know of the barbershop genre when you went along to sing or did you just think you were going along to sing in some harmony ensemble and and what was it like did you was it a was it a fun thing or were you nervous about auditioning and you know what was the what was the uh, first experience of the of the barbershop harmony style? I mean I I from memory I don't think I knew much about what barbershop was as mm -hmm. a genre mm -hmm. um, 
back in the day there was all I knew about barbershop I think there was an old um, Christian Television Association ad on the TV and I don't know if this was a Tasmanian thing uh, Tasmanians can confirm or deny um, where they would sing a song backed by music anyway so it wasn't truly barbershop but yeah. they had the, the, the striped shirts and mm -hmm. the boater hats yes. and I would regularly see that so that was my idea of what barbershop sure, music sure. was um, I had, think I had seen Close Shave they, they were quite big on and, and doing gigs around the community okay so they were quite quite visible and prominent yep. yeah yeah. so I knew who they were possibly because I travelled in musical sort of circles, circles already yep. so I knew what it was but I was just uh, sort of blown away by that what everyone is which is that close harmony and just that level of sound you get by sitting, you know, this close okay, so away to it. So you, you do actually remember it, it being a, a quite bitten by and, and really experiencing the close harmony and going, hang on, this is pretty cool. Mm, yeah, right. Exactly, yeah. And that's, I mean, you know, we'll all agree it's a pretty good hook. Yeah, to yeah. To hear someone absolutely. up close. Because uh, back in the day too, because Close Shave were one of the, you know, they were up and constantly up that yeah, level. Yeah, they meddled for, uh, frequently. Yeah, yeah. For, for a number of years. Um, so, so that was great. So obviously, I'm disappointed to not get the call back sure. the first time around. But um, it's all character building. Yeah, <laughs> and, and gave me the chance to, you know, to drag some mates into singing mm. the quartet. We did a little bit yeah. of busking mm. with some very dodgy arrangements. Yeah, cool. Um, and then, yeah, then um, Tim reached out to me again a couple of years later. This would have been '93, uh, so and they were looking again. So I just, yeah, just left school. I was just starting at uni. Yeah, and they needed a new. A tenor again. Yep. Uh, this was just '93, so just at the end of Perth, they were, their, their old tenor was going to leave, so they wanted to have a bit of a handover. Yeah. So yeah, so a successful audition. Um, and do you remember anything different about the second one from the first one? Because you know, obviously you would have known. You know, it was a bit more of a known quantity the second time. It, it was. Um, I think. I'm trying to remember now where because a little bit of a blur both of those auditions yeah. um, they, I mean they're always a very welcoming sort of environment yeah, being barbershoppers yeah. nice, anyway nice. Um, so there was just that that desire for me to want to try and do better so I'm yeah, sure, sure the nerves would have been evident yeah. at the time but um, and then there was a bit of a that anxious wait while I have a bit of an official discussion yeah, yeah, yeah. a few days later but I do recall at the time um, John's wife uh, Naomi sort of had pulling my now wife Julia aside and said, yeah. it's fine, he's easy. Yeah, no, <laughs> don't worry about it. That's cool, that's cool. So, How sweet that you and Julia have been together for a while, mm. such a long time. Mate, um, and so did you sing, how long did you sing Total with Close Shave for? Close Shave I was with said, from... I'll just refer to my note. <laughs> I'll just look down at the desk. <laughs> I, I guess I... <laughs> um, well, we were together from, well, I was with them, I joined them at the end of 93 and mm -hmm. I sang with him through to the end of 97 was which was at the, just after the sydney convention okay so, so which answers my next question which was there wasn't a gap for you between close shave and, and southern cross um well there was this is but another, not a convention another gap. slight no convention gap but a gap of a year right where um where i was traveling overseas i was oh, okay. in the uk for a year cool um, so, so before we get on to southern cross yes, so mm. tell us about the, the, the close shave experience and you know without knowing much about barbershop you obviously would have rapidly learned about it and and um and tell us about the the culture and correct all the lies that john told us earlier on <laughs> about you know how regularly you, you rehearsed and and the, you know choosing a repertoire and and you know you wouldn't have had many coaches you wouldn't have really known about that well uh, yeah well i guess um as far as uh, it's, it's really a fairly standard sort of practice, I guess we were trying to rehearse weekly, and mm -hmm. we wouldn't rehearse weekly 
pretty steadily. Mm -hmm. um, perhaps coming up to convention, we'd have a, throw an extra rehearsal in here yep. and there, or have like an after a solid, solid afternoon or day of practice. You all um, live pretty close. For Hobart, yes. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. No, for Hobart, we're maybe twenty minutes yeah, apart. Bad. So for Hobart, it's a fair distance. Sure. The rest of the country is not. <laughs> so I mean, like, if it was in, for any Tasmanians listening, if you had ever had to go from Hobart to Launceston, you'd want to pack a lunch. Right. Yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, so we would we would practice weekly. We would get whatever coaching that AMS would make available at the time. Mm -hmm. I remember we had. Mel Knight came out to do a coaching yep. tour. Um, I recall having getting some good feedback from that. Uh, as a quartet, our first sort of um, can, Harmony College where we went to together as a quartet was in New Zealand uh, where the Ritz were over as yeah, educators. Right. Um, I don't recall who else was there. But um, that I just remember back at the back in the you know as a young fella, yeah. um, one of the first quartets I'd listened to, and you know you get a little bit starstruck seeing yeah, these guys in place. For listeners who may not be aware, the Ritz are the VHS international champs from 1991. Mm. Um, so they came in. They came you over. Were born yet, Ash? Was it? Oh, I was well into <laughs> it. Uh, yeah, double figures. There. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay, you. Uh, yeah, so yeah, so tell us uh, briefly that you know your your, your memories basically of uh, what can you remember of, of close shave so and the experience. The close shave experience, I, I always look back pretty fondly on that. We were um, <coughs> we were always really really good mates. Um, close shave, as John mentioned, went through a number of sort of lineup changes oh. over the years. Um, but I heaps apparently, yeah, yeah, a number of members um, with the only. Con constant being Tim Begbie mm. on Baritone yep. is um, the legend the legend mm. um, but it was to me it was uh, you know it was an extended family um, mm. we would regularly try and catch up and have just a dinner together or if we had a gig at an evening we would try and work something around that so we did catch up before yeah. or we'd do something afterwards as yeah. so for me it was as much as a as a group of friends slash family as it was nice. a musical outlet um, yeah. and but, but having said that it was great that they had established themselves in the community as um, as that sort of an act that you could bring in um, to things like a corporate event as a feature act nice. between yeah. you know between main course and dessert yep. to bring an act up on stage and sing a few songs. So, uh, which is nice a nice change because I've been in other quartets where perhaps they think of you as a musical act similar to you know a guitar player. I said I'll stick you in the corner, yeah. right? And just yep. Sing, yep. sing for a few hours while people walk past. The wallpaper, so, we, yeah, yeah, we 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 think of it, yeah. Mm. Um, but no, I have so, uh, great memories of singing, singing the Close Shave. So, uh, and it was great to be able to sort of celebrate that in the year of the Hobart Convention, which was 2009. Nine. It was wonderful, yeah. Um, you guys had a sing, a, yeah. a set on the show, and it was really cool. Yeah. Cause that, and, and that was a year that I believe, I believe it was that year they were celebrating their 30th year Amazing. as mm -hmm. a quartet. Yeah. So they had actually put on a show earlier in the year where they yeah. brought back as many people as they could. Yeah to sort of sing through all the old repertoire and, and again the one constant was that Tim, Tim would have to be there on yeah. every yeah. every different variation of the quartet <laughs> um, but the, so the only hitch in that plan was when Tim got sick on the day of the concert oh. and, and could not sing Wow! so it fell onto the few sight readers few sightseeing in the quartet to jump in and sing oh, baritone so yeah, no, so yeah so it gave me a chance to sing I had my first crack at baritone nice. But unfortunately for Tim, he um, he just sat on stage and watched oh, for wow. most, of the sh most, most of the two shows. Gosh. He managed to get enough voice for a couple of songs. There you go. Yeah, yeah no, you can't uh, 
You can't mess with the voice. It's uh, you got to look after it. It's yes. a precious thing. Yep, yep. And mate, tell us about the con, the convention experience for you. You started going with them, and you know, did you? It, presumably, you, you knew quite, quite little about what convention was going to be, and just experienced it all for the first time. And then you had about what it was about four-ish conventions with uh, three to four. Conventions. Yeah, well, with Close Shave in the end, because um, my first convention with them. In fact, I only think I had a couple of conventions with them. Um, Did you go 93 or not? Uh, 93, I joined just after. So you were at, so at 95? 95, I was my first convention experience. And did you go 97? Them. So 95 and 97. Yeah, okay, they were you two. I'm just trying to do my... Yeah, no, that makes sense. Mm -hmm. now, I just <coughs> it does. No, it does. Well, especially, we know that you were with Southern Cross in 99. Yeah, so Canberra was 95, so that yeah. was my first, okay. my first convention memory. Yeah, cool. Um, and I'd been given a bit of a heads, heads up, up from the guys because yep. that was their third convention I yep. think as a quartet mm -hmm. to have been attending and just the fact that as a lot of people you know you're, you're a bit insulated in either your, your chorus or your quartet yep. and as we were an at-large quartet with no chorus mm -hmm. in the state just the idea of being part of that bigger community was great like the oh, you yeah, know that yeah. you it's because the only barbershop was I knew in the country were the three guys that I sang with yeah, yeah. especially from a, a smaller barbershop community yeah. going and seeing Hundreds is yeah. is very cool. Yeah, mm. absolutely. Which was yeah, which was I mean they had given me a heads up to say you know this is a great thing to be able to just find a bunch of like-minded people and yeah. you know join in sync tags all that sort of stuff yeah. and that was just a great introduction. And uh, Close Shave had medaled had it in just before your time in '93. They believe they were bronze, bronze? in '93. And so how so did you guys talk about goals for '95? Um, do you remember? Or I, you just I don't recall whether we talked. Just wanted to sing well and you just turned up and see how you went. From memory, that was our main goal. Was we just wanted to sort of improve as singers. Mm. We never really wanted to focus on meddling as a goal, but we did also want to make sure that we could put out a good performance yeah. uh, and just be better at what we were doing. Yeah, okay. um, so, And were, were your competition performance sets experience, was that experience a positive one for you? you uh, yeah, it yeah, no, it was good. It cool. was good. It was, uh, again, different to what we'd been doing just on the gig front. Yep, sure. Yeah. So that opportunity... It's much was more formal than a lot of the gigs you do around the place, I guess. Yeah, yeah, well, and, and the gigs were sort of a wide range of things, but um, just that experience, I guess, of getting up, uh, although Canberra was possibly a smaller audience than the Sydney one, right. but still just getting up again in front of a group of barbershoppers yeah. who were, you know, as excited to hear you sing as you were to sing for them. Yeah. Um, such a positive a, atmosphere, it's, we're yeah, very lucky. Yeah. Such an encouraging environment, it's yeah. just, it, was, it was just a great one for me. Um, uh, and to swap hats briefly, um, I have been digging through some old footage in my marketing role and I yep. found footage of my first convention oh. scene. So, um, cool. keep an eye on the YouTube channel. On the YouTubes? Yep, um, maybe don't look too close to when this recording <laughs> comes out, but my, my, my aim is to try and get a lot of archive stuff out. Well, that's yeah. a big um, yeah. So again, awesome. once I can clone myself and have time to do some more of that to stuff. Show. Yeah. Um, we'll come back to more of that later. Mm. Awesome, mate. Well, we, we, we must move on, so I'm pleased mm. that your close shave experience was a positive one. And, and so that the impression, uh, I, my, my recollection is that um, did John contact you from Brisbane and say, hey, listen, I'm forming a new quartet. How about it? Is that kind of what That's happened? Basically, how yeah. it went. We um, so Julia and I had been travelling over in the UK for twelve mm. months in '98. So '99 started '99. We we're in Hobart. We hadn't found jobs yet. 
we were kind of just settling back and you know catching up with the family and friends. So you're really quite there. quite flexible and fluid. Um, we were, uh, and this is something that John obviously picked up on. Yeah. <laughs> he, uh, and he gave me a call to say, you know, I've got three parts of a quartet. Do you want to come and win a gold medal? Yeah. So, <laughs> was, uh, so, so that yeah, that, I mean, um, perfect segue in Southern Cross. Was there a different vibe? Was it more um, more intense? Was like the there was actual specific world well, talk. Yeah. There was, there was, there was that actual discussion from the outset, and there was that sort of goal setting yep. initially to say, yep. "Look, we want to be as good as we can at this, mm. um, and and here's what we want to do. Yep. You know, we've got goals. We want to try and hit, we want to win, win an open gold quartet medal, yep. and we want to go overseas, represent Australia, represent yeah. Australia yeah. internationally." So, yeah. now for the listeners, uh, you probably have inferred or picked up, but I'm. Because you know it's our hobby, it's our passion, uh, obsession, as as some people say. Um, I'm just such a firm believer that it's really important to enjoy it mm. and 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 set goals that allow you to enjoy it. Yeah. Um, and and are a positive feedback loop. Um, so I'm always fascinated about how people set goals for themselves and their groups. It's always interesting. Yeah. yeah whether it be improve musically, whether it be a certain score, whether it be a medal colour, mm. whether it be a certain audience reaction, whatever whatever it is that, you know, any one of those is, or more is legitimate for for whomever happens to choose it. But I'm yeah, always fascinated by how people choose their, their, yeah. uh, their goals. I'll, I'll be asking that a lot this weekend. Yeah. Emails and stuff. Yeah. What, was, what, what, did you yeah. what did you want out of yep. today? It's, and it's important to, for any, not, not just in our sort of art form, but it's important to come into this with actually having a a, a shared goal, because um, so think critical. There's a lot of groups that may get together and and have completely polar opposites of what they want to get from it because they don't have that discussion. Um, it's you know it's, it's doomed it, to fail. It's unsustainable. It's crazy. It's unsustainable. <laughs> yeah. so yes. Surely no one would ever do that. Yeah. No, and that yeah, that's that's where. The, uh, it, it's unsustainable where you know someone wants to do it socially and kind of float in and float out. Someone wants to really take the bull by the horns and 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 really uh, really make the most of it and really work hard. And, and yeah. that's they're not they're not on the same no. train. And um, it's easy to fall into the trap of thinking, well, this is a pretty obvious. I want to do blah blah blah. Yeah. This group, we don't even need to talk about that because yeah. it's so obvious. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and yeah. it's, you know, so, so tell us about the, um, the the Southern Cross experience. So clearly, so, from day one, it was you know pretty focused. And, and uh, I mean, did you did you find that you had a um, th that was a positive feedback loop? The the intensity and 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 drive and striving to do well. And, and I hope you enjoyed that process. It, I I I did. It was it was certainly a change. Yep. Um, while close shave were again. We had common goals, of what we wanted to get musically and personally from that group. Yep. Um, it was perhaps a different, maybe more um, outcome-driven goals that we had with Southern Cross. So yep. obviously John had called me up. We wanted to try and and, and place well and get yep. a good score, mm -hmm. that sort of stuff. But it was it was still a good approach, and it certainly I certainly learned a lot um, because it was just that that constant focus and, and drawing on what I said earlier. But uh, by this stage, this was ninety nine. So obviously there was a lot more sort of coaching resources available too. Right. And as a community, well, you were on the mainland. You were in, in yeah, in, around yeah. a lot more barbershoppers, and you knew more about the art exactly. form. Exactly, and perhaps in one of the bigger, bigger regions at mm. the oh, time as well. There, no was, there was Sunshine and WA yeah. were the two. Yeah, sure. The, the, two leading yeah. Uh, yeah, areas, uh, and of course Fort of the Bar with uh, with um, Dan Milgate yep. uh, and. Uh, and Nick Begbie. Nick Begbie, yes. Um, they, they had won in, in 97. 97. And so yep. did they, 
come back in 99 or had they no, do you they, remember? No, they I, I think Nick was busy with the idea of North already yeah, at that right. point. Wow. Um, so I, th- I believe that was 90. That was 90. Yeah, ninety-seven was was four of the bar. Yeah, ninety-seven yeah. was four of the bar. Yeah. Uh, yes. No. They had. They were. They. They were sort of out of the picture at that point. Yeah. Right. Because one of, one of um, Dan Milgate's um, in inverted commas favourite stories is that they were somehow that it became known in the Canberra community that four of the bar. Um, at the Canberra convention in '95, mm. might win, and so it's like the day today tonight. Yeah, the went and fought yes, around and in his taxi that, yep. and stuff, and then they didn't win, and it was all really quite all quite unfortunate. Yes. <laughs> back, back the wrong favourite. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, so uh, so you know, congratulations on on uh, you know yeah. winning twice and going over and representing international. Tell us about that. It's pretty exciting. It, it was. Um, we so we had obviously we'd, we'd set ourselves that bit of the goal. Um, did and you so know that you'd really smashed the performance in '99? You sort of went off, walked off stage and went, "We're really happy with what we've done there." And we were, we were, we were really quite happy with it. Um, cool. nice. We I remember because that was the year that we had Yesteryear over as a guest quartet. Mm-hmm. So um, some For the of the listeners, our, Yesteryear, BHS International Champs '96, I believe. That no, right. Nightlife is '96. Yesteryear '97. '97. Yeah. yeah, that's it. '97 Champs. <laughs> What are you? What are you holding up four fingers? Are no, you just, confirming I, no, how many people other, in the quartet? My other hand was. I had my phone in my other hand. I couldn't get. Four. <laughs> Shut up! Don't tell people what I can't see. <laughs> Don't tell nah, people nah. on my floors. Oh, how embarrassing! Uh, so the Dan. Um, <laughs> so, uh, what, 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 one of my, I guess, fun memories from that convention was that we had done a parody song in our final set. Where so did watched. you go to international in two thousand? Uh, so we Sorry, went to we actually went to, to the international in two thousand and one. So we went okay. to Nashville. Cool. Um, so Nashville again. Another, and saw another, Michigan another Jake win. That must have been yeah. pretty amazing. Uh, well, as John mentioned, we followed Michigan Jake. So right. for, so for about five minutes, we were coming second. <laughs> yeah, nice. Which was great, and That's we also awesome. had the benefit of a reasonably full auditorium for the people who <laughs> had, hadn't escaped yet. Hadn't, yet. hadn't escaped yet. <laughs> um, so Nashville, yeah, no, Nashville again, another great sort of eye opener. Really, like we had only a vague idea of what it was like from yeah. having watched all the convention videos. It's it's just a before. unique experience for those of us who are who are lucky enough and, and fortunate enough to have the opportunity to just to just to walk into the venues, cavernous venue, you know, mm. and every, just everything is bigger in America and yeah. international and backstage is bigger and the ceilings are bigger oh, and the curtains are bigger. Right, yeah. You walk backstage and you just go, Oh, this is just Whoa. amazing. Yeah. yeah, well see I had we had been lucky enough when uh, Julia and I were travelling in ninety eight we actually did a side trip over to Atlanta, and so we had actually been able to at least attend a convention and oh, we wow, could see awesome. what it was like yeah, from that yeah. side Wonderful. of the fence. So that makes a big difference. Yeah, so in fact, anyone who has the two, the '98 chorus video, mm-hmm. when they do a pan of the audience, you might spot a young, a baby-faced <laughs> nice. Daniel Beckett sitting in the crowd. Nice. Um, I do remember awesome. there's yeah. there's a um, I'm pretty sure it's so it's a 2013 video of somewhere I think it might be like keep the whole world singing um, where they pan around and see yeah. all of the VE guys uh, oh yeah, yeah, so yeah, yeah. Actually, so I think I fun. remember that one yeah, yeah. yes no I've been yes yeah, so def- I'm in the video there awesome at some point but um and so yeah, yeah happy you, you know you happy with your, your head and the whole international happy experience enough. I mean we, we were uh, possibly a little bit overly optimistic with the scores as perhaps I don't know other, I don't know if other people do that but we were we, we were ready sure. we had we had six songs just nice. in case. Just so, in case. We're ready to Bradbury the whole situation, you know. Maybe one of Ian Mulholland's favourite stories uh, with Bad Habits is going over to 
Um, Miami, I believe. Anyway, when I, when they went in, so it would have been ninety four or ninety five, and yeah, they took six songs over and yeah, only needed two. Yeah, <laughs> yes, two yeah. followed by no, some we weren't even close substantial to Jack Daniels. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, but no, it was still fun. Like, like um, we did come, we came forty fifth. That's a pretty good old old Australian place. Which was alright. It was 46 out of 51 from memory, so we didn't come last. And we did, and we beat the rest of the world at the time. Nice, nice. And one American quartet. Excellent, excellent. Possibly possibly a Seneca land. No, I think think there's quite a few Australian representatives. I know Alliance has come around about that, you know, mid-40s mark. Mm. I'm I'm pretty sure... um, uh, Free Fall, Jim Cat's Quartet mm-hmm. representing Australia came yep. around that uh, around that sort of mid forties mm. mark. So it's a bit of a reserved spot for Australian quartets. Been, yeah. Yes, yes. And I think yeah, I think there's almost that sort of almost that sort of expectation. And I know that's changing a lot now. Yeah. Obviously, with the, with the standard shift. Well, so, and, was and that you know oh, Aussie Quartet? Well, they'll probably be around. Yeah, no, be about here. About there, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, no, and, and big shout out to, to Blindside who are really breaking the mould, mm-hmm. and, and they've. Um, Around about twenty second, I think, yeah. was their was their yep. placing, which is just excellent. It's so good on them, and more uh, long sh- long uh, may that continue. And it's good they can pay, you know, obviously pave the way for for people to follow in their footsteps. Too, Absolutely, like, yeah. Like, so hypothet- many... like hypothetically, the, the collective or Barbercats or something Barbicats, like that, maybe yeah. top twenty, top yep. ten, yeah. So who, who um, knows? Barbercats, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> those guys. Don't know about that. No, those guys are okay. <laughs> yeah. uh, so you must have gone into the two thousand and one Australian convention, you know, really quite confident because well, you had some you know good stuff under your belts. We 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 did when we would just come back from international, um, literally a couple of months earlier. Um, we were confident, but there was also that that pressure because mm-hmm. we were the first uh, repeating gold medal quartet. Yeah, because yeah, that, right. that had been the change in the rules. Because yeah. um, as you guys would remember, well, there was the, all the, for many years. Bad Habits wanted, was a, was obliged not to keep competing. were yeah. eligible because they won. So it was a one of the best decisions ever made. I mean, yeah. really not suitable. To, uh, no. Well intentioned to apply the BHS rule here to Australia, where where champs don't recompete, mm. but um, extremely appropriate to mm. uh, to change that rule. Yeah, because I think the and the problem with that too was having the rule in, in play was it meant that every time you get a gold medal quartet, they would inevitably break, break up. Yeah, and yeah. You have to start again. Rather so than continuing on, yeah, so on the upward trend. Just, instead of you know taking the average, lifting the average, it was just cutting that top bit off every yeah, really. time. Yeah. Yeah, you can't see, but I'm doing a little gesture, <laughs> like a knife slicing. Yeah, we're not getting much green. Only a little flicker. You reckon yeah. that's fine? It's fine. Okay, cool. Right. <laughs> we'll fix it in post. <laughs> we'll start again. Um, yeah. Now, so everything yeah. exactly the Good. same. I have notes. Cool. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, um, so I hope that. Do you remember anything much different between the '99 and 2001 conventions for Southern Cross? Um, I mean, the, the build-up was still kind of similar for us because yeah. obviously we, we had been working pretty hard uh-huh. getting ready to go over to Nashville. So we had those songs back, pretty much under our belt yeah. and we knew them sort of back to front. Nice. Um, having said that, I can't remember whether we did the same two songs we took to International off the six mm-hmm. um, to Sydney. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but yeah, my, my biggest memory was just that sort of that, that pressure and, and sort of that, uh, that unknown of are we going to repeat yeah, the success right. of, of 99 it's a tough one um, uh, the in this you know competition is such a double-edged sword you know we want it to be a, a motivator you know a challenge certainly a goal you know, something to to really spur the, the best we can be 
um, but we don't want it to be a, a ball and chain around our ankle that just weighs us down and Absolutely. just makes us stressed. You know, it's just so so. Want to, want to be a positive thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. So that's the, I guess that's the sort of thing where you, you know, that we had a bit of experience of singing on stage yeah, yeah. and just being able to try and relax into it as best nice, we could nice. at the time. And um, do you remember there being much difference in your standard or do you reckon they were both like ballpark around similar or did you feel like you progressed I, I, musically? Or? I felt as though we had. Uh, yeah. I think looking back at the scores we're probably a similar sort of a level. Um, you we scored were, pretty well, like yeah. high 70s or 80s. We, we mm -hmm. cracked the 80s in a few songs. Yeah, in a couple really of spots, which was really impressive. Which was good, and especially for the time. Yeah, know, that's really, really good. Just looking at what, how many years ago that was now. A couple of years, 10-ish. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> a little over, <laughs> little over 10 yes, years. Yes. yes. Um, and mate, um, uh, you did you have a fairly large break uh, in your barbershop life um, before coming back to to your quartetting in uh, when, when there was, was well, next, what was between there was a bit of Southern a break. Cross and was the next one um, um, Adrenaline? Or? Next one was Adrenaline. Right, so okay. so yeah. John moved to Canada in 2000 <laughs> yeah Two? in 2002 right so that was kind of the end like Southern Cross we weren't we weren't looking at um, replacing yeah. John and, and moving on because yeah. the other guys were kind of ready to do something different okay. um, so that was around about the time that I had just been married um, so yeah no, I had a, a, a there was a, a gap between that and then coming back in um, so my next sort of Big barbershop thing would have been the Hobart convention in two thousand and nine, where mm -hmm. nice, where we had the, the close, close shave ring. ring oh, so yeah, cool. Great, yeah, so that was cool. So I hadn't, so I hadn't sung with John for eight years then, wow. um, and he'd obviously done a couple of things. <laughs> <laughs> Listen to the previous podcast. Yes. <laughs> if you want to hear what John's been up to, he's done yeah. a couple of things since. He's, right. he's had some kids. He's moved to Canada. Yeah, um, and other things. <laughs> um, so I got to sing. Got, I got to sing with uh, Jimmy Hoggett for the first nice, time. Yeah, who was yeah. bass from. Fast forward, yep. uh, and back on stage with Tim Begbie because you know if you have a close shave quartet, you need Tim. Of course, on baritone. He's the he's the place to start. Yeah, so, yeah. So and at that convention, cool. I recall having a chat with a bloke by the name of Andrew Howson. Yeah. Right. Um, so, so this is yeah. Tell us, this is so how it started. We yeah. sort of touched base and sort of said hello, and I, I vaguely remembered him because. You, you kind of know everyone. See, Andrew Howson had sung in a quartet called Happy Hour in Hobart in 2009. Yes, they, they came second, and that was, I think, with Dan Kupu uh, as well. So, yeah, so, okay, so Andrew had a chat with you and said, How about it, eh? Um Well, at the time it was just more of a hello, okay. how's things, and yep. what have you been up to, what, what are you doing? Yep. And I think possibly a couple of months later, towards the end of that year, he's like, Ah. Oh, Remember, you know, me again. <laughs> um, how do you feel about coming and singing with a quartet? Yeah. And so that was when, yeah, so we had Dan Kupu, Anders, uh, young fella by the name of John Albertini. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so we. He's gone on to achieve a few things himself. He's done a couple yeah. of things. He's, <laughs> he sings okay. He's, he, he goes all right. He goes all right. Yeah. Um, cool. But, so yeah, you've yeah, that. So that was yep. the formation of that. So that was, um, yeah, end of 2009, start uh -huh. of 2010. Yeah. Um, so we was that the formation you took to Pan Pax in Brisbane in 2011? You're not sure. You're not, you're not quite remember. Uh, no, that that would have been. Um, to, so 2000. Because you came. Second yeah, that was our then. first convention. We yeah. came second at the Pan Pax in 2011, and, and that yeah. was that lineup. In fact, we had 
Myself on tenor, yeah. Andrew was on lead, lead Johnny yeah. was baritone. Because then Dan two years after bass. that, Anders and, and um, Dan swapped. Um, Anders and Jono swapped. swapped. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so that was... That was the Anders and Dan swapped. Though. <laughs> <laughs> the Anders and Dan swapped. That's why it didn't work. <laughs> um, and, uh, and of course, um, mm. Drew had come in by Drew had Perth moved onto, onto bass. Onto bass. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Okay. So that was uh, that change. 2013, I don't remember who won in 2013. Uh, no, no one does. No yeah. one does. <laughs> no one in this room does. It's not important. Yeah. <laughs> um, so that was when, and that was that, that was effectively our last yeah. thing. Um, Jono um, had other things happening in his life at the time too, yeah. so he was yeah. sort of ready yeah. for, for a change. Um, okay. um, so we were sort of ready, I think, to yeah. try and move on to whatever the next thing was. Now, at the risk of getting serious, I hope you don't mind my asking, you guys, um, Adrenaline had qualified first yeah. for the Perth Convention and then didn't medal, would, would you, just speaking of goals and enjoying it, you know, presumably that was a bit of a bit confronting, can you just talk yeah. us through, you know, we, how you handle that and, because uh, we're all, we're all going to um, have disappointments from time to yeah, time. Yeah, like look it was, um, I think we, I don't exactly recall how I felt at the time, I, yeah. I possibly, maybe might, a bit numb, I possibly <laughs> blanked that out. Um, <laughs> What? Perth Convention? I don't yeah, remember being there. Uh, <laughs> Perth Convention. I remember. What? Lunch break there? <laughs> Whatever happened to lunch break? <laughs> they go um, all right. Yeah. Um, no, look, it's... I guess that's one of the hard things, too, is like, as you say, we had gone in top seed yep. to, and, and favourites. Yeah. And I, I think... Did, Tell I even sing about that. Did you have a parody? Or was it, I think, a different year? Probably Lockout. Lockout, we Lockout, mentioned Lockout it, did yeah. you mention yeah. us? Yeah, yeah, that was, that we, was, yeah, we had a line where it's like, we all know why we come to contest, and one of the guys says, to win! And yeah. we all had a laugh at him, because we were like, no, no, no uh, adrenaline's going to win. Yeah, because yeah, 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 he yeah. came in such favourites. So, yeah, yeah, I no. think we can safely say that's what jinxed us. <laughs> <laughs> that was it. And you, you've had a, a dull poking pins in of Ash ever since. Yes. Yeah, that's it. Now I finally got Here's my chance. Get <laughs> <laughs> let loose. Um, so then um, uh, the... Uh, the Twenty from twenty thirteen to fifteen is that when you changed the name to the establishment? Is yes, that, but twenty fourteen you went and then actually won Panpax. In, we in, yeah, so twenty fourteen the establishment was formed, um, and that was when we we shifted Drew up to baritone and, and Dan had, had the other base. Dan yeah on bass Dan and Dan, uh, which is always fun to have a quartet with your bass is in the other side of the country. Absolutely, yeah, yeah, I, I wouldn't know anything about that. <laughs> no, <laughs> no. Um, so yet, yeah, so I think. One of the things about that, from a quartet perspective, coming into the Pampax in Wellington, yep, wasn't yep, it? Yeah, pretty sure. Um, was and I think one of the contributing factors to our success was that we just had put no pressure whatsoever yeah, well. on ourselves, and perhaps that was a bit of a counterpoint to maybe what we had done in yeah, Perth. Was there was that sure. so much pressure to you know we were top yeah. seed, we must win, we must yeah. win compared to Wellington were like, well, we're just going to sing and enjoy and have fun. It was a lot of fun because you guys all had the beards and you had the beard. We, yeah, the, well, um, we were just, yeah. what did we enjoy? Yeah, we were beard masks. masks. Yeah, 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 yeah that good. was, was you know, marketing. Is, yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, Takes care of itself yeah, most it of the does, time. Yeah, it does. <laughs> um, and also, you know, just poking fun at Milgate who'd broken his foot. Yeah, no, um, again. Again. Yeah. Uh, I think that might have been the first time. Oh, uh, really? Yeah. Just never healed. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, so, yeah, so the, that sort of, difference of having that no pressure really just whatever we hadn't put any pressure on ourselves so it was am i correct in in thinking that uh, i mean you were all ambitious musicians clearly but what there were just some logistical things where you went listen we're not going to be able to 
do this the way we would ideally like. We would still want to sing together, so let's just go and see what we can do. Was that kind of for, it? Or? For the establishment? Yeah. Um, well, well, no, the, we did. We had been still setting goals to want to sort of move forward as a quartet yeah. and, and you know improve and do well. Yeah. But this was such early days. Um, as far as we had progressed, it was only, we'd had a couple of monthly rehearsals, I think. Um, right, we were really so new. We, every, we were really young as a quartet, so yeah. we'd had a couple of things. Um, Dan had come over for maybe one full weekend yeah. and we maybe t- possibly two, mm. um, but not a lot. And uh, effectively, our first stage hit was the Wellington Convention. Yeah, wow. We'd never sung in front of anyone <laughs> more cool. than more than a coach. Yeah. So, um, so, so there was that sort of you know we haven't come far, so there's nothing you know we got nothing to prove. Yeah. Um, so that was maybe a as, good mindset. As much as I, th- you know, I think uh, being ambitious and goals are wonderful. There is just there's there's no substitute for the freedom of nothing to prove yeah. like you still want to be musical like there's mm. that ambition yep. you don't want to just go out and be silly but it's just there's no substitute for freedom yeah 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 and and i think perhaps that was another trap for us uh, potentially in the at the melbourne convention because we had come into that having been previous years pan pack champions yes. and, and then going coming into third behind who was the first one that year <laughs> oh, Blindside right there somewhere, <laughs> um, and and um, just b- perhaps I know, combina- Cat- I know Catalyst came fifth. Catalyst came fifth. I, think. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I know the Mellow Diners came fourth. Fourth, yep. The establishment came third. third. Blindside was Blindside second. Blindside second, and who won? First, someone won. You guys, <laughs> 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 that's right. Oh yes, those guys. No, they did a good thing. The lockout <laughs> legends were deserved <laughs> winners for the record. They were. They were. And so and. So you, yeah. So then, so then, what happened to your quartet life after Melbourne fifteen? So <laughs> referring to the notes. Look, it's, it's not that far back. I should be able to remember all this stuff. Um, so quartet, as far as quartet goes, it was a bit of a gap in quartet. Um, obviously, coming into Melbourne, I was very busy with Sound Connection. Yeah. Um, they had that was their first successful gold hit, I believe, okay. in Melbourne. Yeah. So that was great. So we were sort of on a bit of a high plus a low. I mean, coming third is not a low. But coming third, of course, with the with expectation, the, with the, expectation with the, being yeah. previous years winners, absolutely. Yeah. Um, so it was sort of a bit of an emotional roller coaster for yeah, me that mm-hmm. weekend. Very much. Um, so from that point, though, quartet-wise, um, a bit of a break because um, that was Newcastle the next year. Sixteen, yes. Twenty sixteen, yes. Seventeen was Panpax and Sydney. Yeah, yeah, that was it. So, so twenty sixteen, uh, having a break from quartet, but coming to convention and nice. being the. Um, returning the sound connection just to come and sing yeah, as, cool. as, as raining chance, which yeah. was fun. Nice. Good to be able to come and speaking, again. The, speaking of freedom, yeah, yeah, again that no pressure. Yeah, uh, that was a, that was a great a great week. Um, and then so then from that point, um, Andrew and I were just keen to, to sing, and we were for the first time having a quartet where we all lived in the same state mm, together yeah. and from the same chorus. So, yeah. <laughs> so we had a, we got to put top shelf. Together. Yeah, that's right, top shelf. Top Sunshine, shelf. Good. Sunshine right. Region champions. Yeah. And, 2017 yeah. and fourth place overall so and again that was for us we were not putting the same pressure on ourselves and um we had no expectation so we came in and got a fourth place and mm. we were and you're very proud of very mr michael that, like, hicks who's oh, his first hicks. top 10 and first yeah. medal um second a third medal for Dave Reed, but uh, yeah um, but yeah that's great yeah for no, we were very medaled up deservedly yeah mm. yep no he's um 
he has got a lot of potential that yeah, fine. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, no, very happy with that. Good kid. And, yes. And so uh, before we, we've got to really have to move wow. on, but um, so, so much being um, two halves, as, as my grandfather would say, one of the halves is bigger than the other. Yeah. But, <laughs> um, um, so yeah, tell us the, the collective, it's all very exciting. So yes. Mr. Kelly Shepard, um, international Kelly bronze Shepherd medalist a bronze on medalist bass. On baritone with Metropolis. Yes. Baritone, yeah, he's um, sang baritone with them, but he's, he's more of a bass and, and wanted to sing bass. Because so he sang bass in the Masters of Harmony for some years, I understand. Uh, yes, yes, he would have been bass with them, and I'm not sure in his previous quartet, Catch a Block, whether he was bass. Right. Uh, apologies, Kelly, I should know that. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, anyway, when you get Kelly on your <laughs> <laughs> <That's right>. tomorrow, <laughs> okay, yeah. you can ask him. <laughs> he'll, he'll correct all of you your lines. You say, look, Dan said this and this. <laughs> What's the truth? Um, so, and, uh, so it's, it's, it's uh, yeah, so Kelly Kelly's on bass and you're on tenor, and uh, Andrew Houston Andrew is on, on baritone. baritone. He's uh, back to the part that he... That his preferred part, yeah, yeah. Uh, and a young fellow Weird. by the name of Luke Stevenson nice. on lead. Speaking of long distance quartets, so uh, yeah, yeah, living uh, living in Melbourne, but uh, yeah. it's exciting. It is, and again, another logistical challenge, yeah. but at least it's not Perth. That's true. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And that's that, <laughs> having lived there, uh, having lived there for a decade, I can say with great love uh, that that can be said in mo in many situations. Yes, at least and it's not Perth. Yeah, and uh, you know, right, the, the Perth, Perth. I said it with love. It's yeah, like I'm saying, just from a logistical, <laughs> logistical standpoint, purely. Yeah, exactly. It, it, exactly. Makes, it, it makes it difficult. Um, you almost have to add half a day. Yep, yeah, absolutely, Perth. absolutely. And uh, and I understand Luke has done a number of your arrangements. He's handled us a, a stack of arrangements. Um, he's done. Uh, he's done. Feed the birds. Feed the birds. Is our, yeah, was our is our ballad we're bringing. Um, tomorrow nice. uh, and we're seeing another chart uh, which is a Arendale chart nice. um, which is I should know the answer to this one yeah. uh, this can't be love nice uh, which is as sung by masterpiece yeah um, so but but Luke has given us a few and other charts as well movie this can't be love is that um, the Ewan McGregor movie uh, it may be from catch me if you can okay um, someone can fact check that. Yes, right. I'm sure oh, Kelly will know. When you talk to let, Kelly, let's, let's firmly pencil that all, that, that <laughs> answer in. Strong, yes. firm, maybe <laughs> from a movie. <laughs> uh, and so, speaking of goals, how have you guys, um, yeah, begun the quartet and talked about what you want to achieve, etc.? How have you set yeah, your goals? Um, uh, again, I guess similar sort of goals. We 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 sort of want to. Uh, Would you consider the goals similar to? Southern Cross, like fairly explicit there, or are they a bit different? Nuanced? I think so. I think they probably are. I, I think the difference is um, it may be a little more nuanced now. Um, and back then, we maybe, although we talked about wanting to medal and go to international, we now think a little bit more, uh, more sort of degrees of 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 detail into what we're we're defining yep. as far as those goals go. So yep. I think we're now we're all experienced enough as quartetters that we can set some clear goals and think, well, we're hitting regionals, what do we want to be doing at regionals? Yeah. What do you want to achieve? Yeah. We've got, you know, nationals coming up in September, yeah. where do you want to be at that point? Yeah. Um and even and and even just the logistical challenges between now and September of trying to work out you know, what have we got in our own lives that's going to get in the way of things? Yeah, nice. How do we plan out our rehearsals, all of that Try sort to of avoid stuff, these so. being blind, blindsiding you, no pun intended, just, just taking you by surprise, you know, down the track and, you know, everything kind of upsetting the apple cart, which mm. is always a, a bit frustrating to work through. Yeah, yeah. Um, so. Well, Mike, very best wishes with uh, with the collective and, uh, and, and 
we're all very excited for what you're putting on stage, and we'll be mm. we'll be uh, we'll be giving you a six minute standing ovation from the judges' pit tomorrow. So <laughs> oh, uh, looking that's forward good. to that. Yeah, during your that's entire. I hope, yeah, I, be, hope yeah. Not, I hope that's not distracting <laughs> for you. Cover, yeah. cover the whole balance, so that was good. <laughs> um, so, given the short amount of time we have left, um, tell us briefly the, the the sound connection story because you've been a, a leader. You, how, in, in the time you spent, because you're not with them at the moment, are you? I'm the, not at the moment. But, but you um, have been a leader for most of your time in there and with music BP and other things. It, yeah, so I was, when I came in to the quartet, they had, uh, the chorus. quartet, with chorus now, uh, Sound <laughs> Connection, they had other, they had d different people in those roles. So yeah. there was someone else's VP music um, and someone else was the tenor section lead at the time. Yeah. Um, but I eventually sort of moved into those roles as yeah. we had people shift around into different areas yeah. of responsibility. So. Um, and so yeah. connection is um, just like the insofar as it, it formed with an explicit purpose of trying to be a high level chorus and trying to be quite clear with everyone about you know a, a positive and, and musical and am, yeah. ambitious culture. So that it's always easier when a group has a, a clear uh, reason for being. Yeah, and I think part of that too. Once you've sort of d defined what your what your goal and your purpose is through that group, is then working. You know, well, obviously, how do we get to this goal? Yeah. yeah. Um, and I imagine you two have both, have both have, um, experienced that in different ways in your uh, choruses, but one of the things that um, I was trying to really do was to just establish that clear path for the chorus and how, you know, how are we going to get from A to B, right. what do we need to do as a chorus, how do we improve, um, and how, probably the most important thing is how do we get everyone on the same page. Yep, yep. I think, and that was probably one of the biggest challenge because you can have all the plans in the world yes. and you can have all the processes to follow yeah, that yeah. you that you could possibly think of yeah. but if you can't um, if you can't share that passion and get the rest of the guys mm. to That's be on the same page as, as your music team yes. uh, it's going to be really hard because you don't want to be dragging people no. along and not that this not that I'm saying that was the case here yes, yes. but I think just finding always there's always so many different boxes to tick yes, yes. to try and get everything where you want it to be um, and um, yeah, I, I guess that was one of the things I hadn't anticipated coming into that as as, as, a, as a music VP. Yeah, so, yeah. Uh, luckily, I had good support from you know from the from the MD yeah. um, as well. So he was sort of we were sort of in each other's ears quite a lot, which yeah. I think is uh, which is a good thing yeah, for, for for the MD and your music yeah, VP. Yeah, 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 yeah. And from your chorus experience, um, yeah. What so I guess you partly answered this, but what? What advice would you give to choruses around there? You know, no matter where they are or whatever their goals are, what, did you, what advice would you give to, for you know, making it a positive experience for everyone? Um, it, it's uh, it's tricky because I guess different choruses have different different goals and yes. different objectives. But I think trying to find the joy in what you're doing is important. Mm. Um, you want to really have a reason for wanting to come back and sing. Uh, every, a, a, a rehearsal every yeah, week. Yeah. Um, so finding that joy is what you want to do. You want um, your members coming to rehearsal um, at, at least with a positive uh, uh, mood, if not excited, hmm. rather than through obligation because yeah. they're part of the team. Yeah. Once, once, once it's an obligation, <laughs> it's not it's a much of a hobby. So it's finding that, yeah, finding the, finding what the passion, finding the passion that brings you to come to rehearsal yeah, every nice. week. Yeah. Uh, and for Sound Connection, there was people driving. We had. Um, a gentleman who would drive two or three hours Gosh. each way, yeah, uh, and because he'd found that passion, that's what he wanted. Mm -hmm. So, that's from um, the Sunshine Coast. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. 
So yeah, just finding that 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 finding your personal reason for wanting to be there, and yeah. and and hopefully that carries on through the week because obviously as a music VP, you want all you guys to go home and work hard yeah, and want yeah, the directors yeah. showing yeah. them every week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, good on you, mate. So uh, let's finish off uh, in the final forty-five minutes of the podcast. Yeah, um, we're halfway now, guys. Halfway, that's right. Um, tell us, yeah, tell us about your role. Uh, what what is your role uh, as as marketing? Vice President on Council, and, uh, and and what are some of the priorities you have? What have you achieved? Like, what are some of the things that you, you're pleased you've done, and what are some of the next goals for you? Mm, okay. Uh, well, so towards the end of 2016, mm. I had sort of was thinking more about wanting to come become more involved in BHA in some way. Nice. Um, so I would have been still involved with uh, obviously with the chorus and a quartet at the time. Um, but I was just wanting to do a little bit more and I knew, obviously knew that we had a council, I knew yeah. there was people who did things on the council yeah. mm-hmm. um, and had friends on the council, so Andrew House and Trev Brugger, Dan Milgate. Um, so I had a bit of a chat with with Andrew who said, oh, look, I believe Trevor Roots is moving out of the youth portfolio. So, yeah. so I was like, good, I'll put my hand up for the youth portfolio. Yeah. I, you know, I'm a fairly fe- <coughs> young fella. So I, uh, <laughs> we were all young ones. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I was young ones. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I remember being a youngin. Yeah. <laughs> so um, we had a chat and Andrew was like, you know, just talk to talk to El Presidente and yeah. see. So, me, and so I'd caught Dan on his way back from going over to New Zealand and, and judging over there. So yeah. what I didn't realise at the time was that he'd been speaking a lot with Kieran O'Day yeah. and those who've listened to the Previous podcast yeah, well, yeah. of Kieran yeah, Kieran's yeah. was when he was approached by Dan Milgate yeah. saying, Hey, would you like to be the youth manager? Yeah. And uh, Kieran was like, Yep, sounds great. Gave him, wrote him a big long proposal of what nice. he could do. And so I thought, Well, I don't know, I can compete with that. And also, we hadn't been in a position of having you know, people wanting to, multiple people who wanted to put their hand up for the mm. same role. So yeah. um, having a chat with, with Dan then and said, Look, the VP marketing role is one that we'd actually like you to consider. And um, I said, well, that sounds great. Yeah, cool. Um, that, what is it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can spell marketing. I can spell what marketing. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so as uh, as the VP of marketing, um, I think my role is essentially it's twofold. I think one is, well, I guess there's one main, one, one component that I think is, and it's communication. So yeah. it's, it's selling barbershop. So communicating with whom? So that's just, that's the second. Thing. So, <laughs> so and and I guess I'm splitting this into two areas of focus yeah. at the moment. So one is internally, yeah. is communicating and and selling it to our members. Obviously, yeah. it's a certain level of selling. We're all on board already. Sure. But just just no. It's it's a constant feed yeah. and a constant hmm. sort of yeah keeping the, the the flame nice and hot. Yeah. Well, that's what it is. That's how I see it. Uh, so there's. Yeah, so internal and external. So yeah. the external is kind of one that I'm kind of doing through some of my internal work. Yeah. So, but it's but again, the difficulty is that that's two completely different audiences. So at the moment I'm doing a bit of a juggling act, trying to work out what is what, yeah. and I'm trying to build my main focus, which is internal. So what yeah. one of the things that I brought up at my first face to face, the start of 2017, was I want to try and just spark that uh, sense of community throughout all the clubs throughout BHA because yeah. I get that occasionally get the sense that we're that we can fall into the trap of being inwardly focused on our own club mm. or our own quartet or our own you know or if or you know if we're an at-large member for example we mm. have quite a few of those it's very easy to feel isolated 
or to not, or to only look internally and not look at BHA as a big or as a big organisation mm-hmm. being a part of that. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of been my main focus is to try and be, um, you know, we we are one BHA. I'm proud of being a BHA member, um, and trying to find ways of trying to achieve that initially. So, so. You, that, you must work hand in glove with Paul Adams, who's actually the membership vice president in that sort of connecting with members and trying to make sure they have a positive uh, experience as being mm. members of BHA, I assume. Well, that's it. And in fact, the, you, a lot of the listeners will possibly remember that we had that membership survey last year that went out. So that was there's a lot of stuff that will feed now back from the membership portfolio into yep. marketing where we can take some of that feedback and start acting on it and actually nice. giving, making sure that we're delivering some of the things that the yeah. members want us to deliver as mm-hmm. a council. Earning, earning that salary of yours. Earning that, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Actually, speaking of which, by the power vested in now, I hereby double your salary. Ooh, yes. double, double, what's double zero? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, I have, I've just added a zero to your, to zero your, to your salary. Oh. Um, and mate, uh, so you are a, um, have you been a key, a key driver in the um, uh, merchandise component of BHA? Yeah, I, I guess been a great I was, success over I was, the last I was year or two. Probably the main driver behind that. So that was one of the things I wanted to to set up when I first came in. So I thought, you know, a good way of. I always remember visiting the Harmony Marketplace at International and thinking, wow, For those, I want to buy a t shirt. So cool. For those who haven't been there, it's it's a large room size of, I don't know what, <laughs> it's just a large room small anyway. Airport. <laughs> small airport. Yeah. Small airport. Um, yeah, basically the size of a small house um, where they've got just tables and tables of um, anything you can think of from t-shirts to aprons to cufflinks, obviously um, literally a million and one um, CDs. They might be selling fewer CDs now that many of us have gone. Uh, I think when I was there last, online, there were the online. CD section seemed smaller. A bit smaller, yeah, yeah. yeah. They still have them because they like to, you know, quartets like to sign them and send them. Uh, yeah, yeah. That, is, that is actually really nice. Mm. But uh, so how many marketplaces is, is just a, a highlight? as a wonderful idea of VHS, and so what you always come back with just armfuls of stuff. Yeah, it's so cool. Their merchandise is actually. Stepped up as well in the last. It few has, well. yeah, absolutely, yeah. Themed T-shirts yeah. and yeah, a lot more fun. It's good. They've they've really been yeah, really really stepped it up. So I, I kind of wanted to make that first step for BHA mm. and actually have nice. a, a proper merchandise desk nice. set up. So we had a, an initial trial run in Sydney where we had a few new merchandise yeah. things, but not a lot. Uh, and they were just a part of the registration desk. So yeah. by the time Adelaide came around, I had a better picture of what we needed to do. And speaking of marketing, one of the core things, listeners, as you may know, about marketing is is a thing called position, which is where people can buy what you're selling. Uh, and the, in Adelaide, it was just so perfect, directly outside the main entrance yeah. and exit yeah. of the competition venue. It's about being in people's faces because they go, oh, actually, I will pick up a stubby cooler or a t-shirt or mm. something suddenly because in other in other times of course it's really hard to find the perfect venue and it can be tucked around the corner and yep. suddenly your sales just go through the floor don't they exactly and yeah well that's you're exactly right and having it right by where next to the registration desk everyone literally everyone who came in walks past, had to walk yes, past it nice. and having a big display i i, I thought was important as yes. well so we wanted to have obviously we don't want to spend you know tens of thousands of dollars yes. on merchandise, but yeah. we did want to make sure that we had a decent level of, of stuff there that people could actually pick through, find, yeah. a, find yes. the right size, yes. and um, and um, you know, as you say, pick up a t-shirt. Nice. But, um, we're actually quite, I was quite pleased coming in. We'd done a, I'd done a decent marketing push 
on the lead up, so the number of pre-sales we had going in was quite high. Nice. So it just sort of gave me that confidence to sort of step it up a, a little bit A lot of more. your displays are just things to, for people to collect. Um, actually, uh, the end. Actually, we, we did we did bag all that up, and we had a, a, right. a whole desk filled cool. with bags just for to people. Pick up so your bag. nice. pick up your bag and, and, and you could go. Just, so. to, just yet another shout out to all the volunteers who oh, yeah. you know pull stuff in bags. It's, mm. uh, uh, yeah. So, um, without painting you into a corner, for the record, I would like to uh, specifically, <laughs> specifically ask that um, convention t-shirts are not that kind of that slippery material that they've been for many years now. It's the, the, the uh, it's, oh. it's it's the beautiful like the, like the convention and Harmony College um, polos were for the Panpacks in Brisbane in 2011. That actual nice cotton rather than the, the one you, fo you fold it and it just kind of slips off the shelf. Ah, yes. <laughs> so, yes. so anyway, just for, just Good. the request has now formally been, been submitted. Yes. Noted. Can you take that information back to your people, please? I'll get my people to talk to your people. <laughs> Thank you. Yes, that's true. It'd be nice to have them all at those Harmony Academy shirts. If any yeah, of these are great. Any of the listeners have been lucky enough to see the, the shirts that we get our education faculty to wear. Uh, uh, um, that was great. Uh, no, one of my little pride and nice joys yeah. was finding that nice shirt because often often with when you're buying just promotional products they come with a big huge 70s collars and right okay <laughs> finding a decent stylish one it's really yeah it looks really smart too mm -hmm. yeah it looks cool um all right mate well so um and um generally speaking um yeah what what i guess what what message from council um would you like to to give to the members just as obviously as far as you know um, them being involved and, and sending you know feedback and being aware of things. I think uh, uh, generally a message from the council, uh, um, I guess, would be that don't be uh, be aware that we are there and we're listening. Yeah. Um, I think there may be an impression that you know people that people may have an opinion and they don't know where to send it. Mm -hmm. um, if nothing else, just send it through to Dan Milgate at <laughs> <laughs> um, or even you know, send us a message through our Facebook page, yeah. um, go to the website, there's a contact us button on there, yeah. I, I really hope there is, no, I've said that, <laughs> um, or just send it to, I'm trying to think of our mail in. Well I'm just thinking, uh, the, the, the council has spread around the country quite well, so you've got You've got Dan Milgate as president over in Perth. Uh, you've got Treasurer Trevor Brueger in, on the Gold Coast. Mm -hmm. um, Secretary is who? Trevor, Trevor, Trevor Roots, of course, down, down in Hobart. Tassie. That's nice and spread out. Yeah. Yourself as marketing, uh, you're in, in Brisbane. Brisbane. Um, membership, Paul Adams, he's, he's down Hobart in Tassie. Well, yeah. um, music, VP he's Music, he's Andrew Housen, he's on the, on the Gold Coast. Uh, and youth, youth, Kieran youth O'Day, he's in Adelaide. Adelaide. Is that it? Yep. So that's pretty, that's... Perth, Adelaide, so Sydney is the only region that could, oh, well, events. you, uh, damn it, sorry, events? sorry, Ricardo, <laughs> Richard, Richard Waddick, save uh, the best till last, he's, he's a nice very, one, very hard working so you've gentleman. got pretty much everything covered, which is fantastic, yeah. so yeah, um, you, anyone can feel free to chat to any of the councillors and you, you'll take In that, fact, feel back. free, um, we do encourage the councillors to try and look like a councillor when they're out and about, so they'll have a badge, hopefully, yeah. Yeah. possibly a shirt, so, <laughs> Otherwise, the badge um, just on the skin. Wearing the merch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but we've wearing the merch. Wearing the yeah. merch. So yeah. yeah, so please do approach us in person or have a chat. Send us an email or yeah. um, you know write us a letter. You know? Cool, cool. Um, well, thank you, Matt. Any um, any sort of closing thoughts? Uh, um, I, I guess one thing I love to ask in closing is um, what 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 barbershop advice would you give to nineteen ninety three uh, Daniel Beckett? Ooh, 1993, Daniel Beckett. Um, 
was going to say, don't dye your hair that color. <laughs> <laughs> that was 99, Daniel Beckett. Um, I don't know. I always wish I had gotten into it sooner, but okay. I, I really think I've probably you hit it. At, at you a got decent, pretty young. You I think I did lucky. get to it at a decent age. Yeah. I was, I was what, 19 when mm. I... That's, I, that's younger than probably 90% of my My first shoppers. taste, so yeah. yeah. Yeah, so no one do the maths on that one. <laughs> 10 years. <laughs> Time yeah. Slot, yeah, 10 years, 29. Um, that, that's, it's actually a harder question than it sounds. I, I, I think, for me, it's probably a case of wanting to try and drink as much information in as I could. Yeah. And unfo- at the time, it was just harder to do. It's really, it, 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 you know, it's probably a saying along these lines, but it's it's really hard to become experienced quickly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. You've just got to let it happen and just enjoy it. Yeah. yeah. That's it. That's it. Let it happen. Enjoy the journey. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Well, uh, Daniel Beckett, uh, 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 multiple uh, BHA national quartet uh, champion and chorus champion and mm-hmm. international representative and uh, uh, and uh, current council vice president. Uh, mate, thank you very much for your time. Thank you, thank you for your contribution to Barbershop in Australia. Mm-hmm. Um, and long may I continue. Thank you. Thanks very much. And uh, see you all at the Hobart Harmony Festival. Absolutely. Yes. It's going to be awesome. Mm. Buy awesome. some merch. Yeah. <laughs> buy, buy a t-shirt. Or a hat. Some cool hats out there yeah. too. Or a badge you can put on your skin. Yeah. The Harmony Academy It's all on the website. (laughs) All on the website. Thanks, Dan. Thanks, Dan. Thanks, everyone. Bye. Bye.